0: Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 36, Church of the Ever-Living God, the Father's gracious choice, amid the voices of this earth, how mighty is thy voice. Hymn number 36. The scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey.
1: Job, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. First John. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. 1 John. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever.
0: Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number eight. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide, the darkness deepens. Lord, abide with me, abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, Help of the helpless, O abide with me. Hymn number eight. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we had another really good one this morning, so if you missed it or if you'd like to hear it again, you can always find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, or you can find it on our roundtable our uh, YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere can participate. And in fact many of our Sunday school children do participate over the telephone, over, using that teleconference number. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be happy to give you the number and would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers, and it's fully equipped, so bring the whole family. Yesterday, we had another really good Bible study session, and many of you participated or listened, and uh, it was a big turnout, for which we are very grateful so our next Bible study session will be in early June. Uh, we'll announce when the uh, study questions are on the website and when the date is available. And this week, this Thursday, we are going to have a meeting of the members, our three, three, three per year, and one of them will be this Thursday at 8 p.m., And for any member who does not live close enough to participate in person, the meeting will be held over the regular church teleconference number. That's the number that you use to dial in for the service and to dial in for the watches. We will not have a nine o'clock watch that Thursday, but we will have the 10 o'clock watch. So, Thursday, 8 p.m., meeting of the members. And there is a really good article featured on the cover of our website that I wanted to point out. We all fear things. I know when I came to this church, I realized that I feared a lot more than I thought I feared. There's an article by Reverend G.A. Kratzer entitled, Perfect Love Casteth Out Fear, to quote St. John. I recommend it highly. It's short, but it's really good. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Pilar from New York.
3: Page 408, Reverend Mary Baker Eddy. Will you kindly spare me a few moments for the perusal of these lines from a stranger, one who feels under a debt of gratitude to you. For through the divine science brought to light by you, I have been made whole. I have been cured of a malignant cancer since I began to study Christian science and have demonstrated the truth of it in a number of cases. I have only studied your good books having been unable to take the lectures for want of means. I dare not think of these, for there is no prospect that I shall be in a position to take the course at all. I do not allow myself to complain, but cheerfully take up my books and study and feel thankful for this light. M-E-W, Canyon City, Colorado.
0: The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 14 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mortals and Immortals. The golden text is from Romans. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The responsive reading is from Psalms: "The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters He restoreth my soul. Fairley from Maryland will now read
5: the Holy Bible John God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. When, therefore, the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink, then says the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him Shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. But thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that saidst thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him I know that Messiah cometh which is called Christ when he is come he will tell us all things Jesus saith unto her I that speak unto thee am he Jesus cried and said he that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. First Timothy, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious but i obtained mercy because i did it ignorantly in unbelief and the grace of our lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in christ jesus this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief, howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. First Corinthians now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. But the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Bruce will now read.
2: I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. In Christian science, the true man is governed by God, by good, not evil, and is therefore not a mortal, but an immortal. God creates and governs the universe, including man. The universe is filled with spiritual ideas which he evolves, and they are obedient to the mind that makes them. Mortal mind would transform the spiritual into the material, and then recover man's original self in order to escape from the mortality of this error. Mortals are not like immortals created in God's own image. But infinite spirit, being all, mortal consciousness will at last yield to the scientific fact and disappear, and the real sense of being, perfect and forever intact, will appear. Human birth, growth, maturity, and decay are as the grass springing up from the soil with beautiful green blades, afterwards to wither and return to its native nothingness. This mortal seeming is temporal. It never merges into immortal being, but finally disappears. And immortal man, spiritual and eternal, is found to be the real man. Mortals are the counterfeits of immortals. They are the children of the wicked one or the one evil, which declares that man begins in dust or as a material embryo. In divine science, God and the real man are inseparable as divine principle and idea. Hence, man is not mortal nor material. Mortals will disappear, and immortals, or the children of God, will appear as the only and eternal verities of man. Mortals are not fallen children of God. They never had a perfect state of being which may subsequently be regained. They were, from the beginning of mortal history, conceived in sin and brought forth in iniquity. Mortality is finally swallowed up in immortality. Sin, sickness, and death must disappear to give place to the facts which belong to immortal man. When speaking of God's children, not the children of men, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. That is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Progress is born of experience. It is the ripening of mortal man through which the mortal is dropped for the immortal. Either here or hereafter, suffering or science must destroy all illusions regarding life and mind and regenerate material sense and self. The old man with his deeds must be put off Nothing sensual or sinful is immortal. The death of a false material sense and of sin, not the death of organic matter, is what reveals man and life harmonious, real, and eternal. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law, the law of mortal belief, at war with the facts of immortal life, even with the spiritual law which says to the grave, Where is thy victory? But when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. The great spiritual fact must be brought out that man is, not shall be, perfect and immortal. We must hold forever the consciousness of existence. And sooner or later, through Christ and Christian science, we must master sin and death. The evidence of man's immortality will become more apparent as material beliefs are given up and the immortal facts of being are admitted. Life is eternal we should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity, rather than into age and blight. Beauty as well as truth, is eternal. But the beauty of material things passes away, fading and fleeting as mortal belief. Custom, education, and fashion form the transient standards of mortals. Immortality, exempt from age or decay, has a glory of its own, the radiance of soul. Immortal men and women are models of spiritual sense, drawn by perfect mind and reflecting those higher conceptions of loveliness which transcend all material sense. THE SINLESS JOY, THE PERFECT HARMONY AND IMMORTALITY OF LIFE, POSSESSING UNLIMITED DIVINE BEAUTY AND GOODNESS, WITHOUT A SINGLE BODILY PLEASURE OR PAIN, CONSTITUTES THE ONLY VERITABLE, INDESTRUCTIBLE MAN WHOSE BEING IS SPIRITUAL. This state of existence is scientific and intact, a perfection discernible only by those who have the final understanding of Christ in divine science. Death can never hasten this state of existence, for death must be overcome, not submitted to, before immortality appears, when the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and His idea. Allow nothing but His likeness to abide in your thought let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious, as life eternally is, can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being. And this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. Science reveals the glorious possibilities of immortal man, forever unlimited by the mortal senses.
0: Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn number 144. Let's now sing hymn number 34. Christ comes again with holy power to lift our blinded eyes to see. The sick are healed, the sinner blessed, as on that eve in Galilee. Hymn number 34.
6: I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John third chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind in its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth matter is mortal arrow. spirit is the real and eternal matter is the unreal and temporal spirit is god and man is his image and likeness therefore man is not material he is spiritual behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him, purify himself, even as he is pure. Your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen.